When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary, scary stories, stories to, to tell, tell on the pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things that happen that you tell us about, weird little creepy crawly thoughts that you've had or read or seen, a scary soap commercial, um, a frightening memory of a, of a curtain that wafted in a way that looked like a man. Um, it, it, did, your, did your cat walk on its front legs for a long time? You know, all of these things and more. Anything that made you scared, but also laugh. Um, wow, that's a top ten. That's a top ten intro for the podcast, from Anna. A scary good. soap commercial. Wow. I think the reason that the intro is so good is because I am having like a really big dual gaze moment right now, where I'm listening to everything I'm saying and absolutely hating it, which um, <laughs> is not as universal a thing as you'd think. I think. A lot of people don't actively boo themselves while they're talking. <laughs> We'll get oh. to the BetterHelp ads later, but yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. I am actually, it's, I, it, <laughs> closer than ever than having to go to uh, having to go live in a, a women's rest home in the mountains and uh. make macaroni necklaces to send to my family who've told everyone that I'm dead. But, um, <laughs> other than that, would you pick for the, for the mountain women's rest home, would you pick Appalachian or Adirondack? <laughs> Not picky at all, but Adirondack <laughs> for the the style of chairs. Oh yeah, the chair. I, I think Appalachian chairs are face down in the dirt, <laughs> ass up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's not a chair is an Appalachian chair. <laughs> oh, my God, oh boy, disgusting. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome. Um, um it is a Monday. That's there's no fighting it. It's a Monday. First day um, of March. Look, Hard. this Monday has a lot not going for it. I'll say that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> this Monday didn't know what was happening. It, this Monday is like the baby of an affair where it's so innocent and doesn't know, but everyone yeah. hates it, you know? <laughs> and you can't, it's just being itself, but like, man, it's March again, which everyone is going to have a problem with the. Uh, I know. And, um, and uh, it's a Monday, which, you know, that little lasagna cat said it famously. I don't like these. I love lasagna cat. We, we, there is no, we have not purchased the rights to Garfield. So we will refer him to lasagna cat on this podcast. Yeah, it's like the big game. Yeah. Um, it, it, fittingly, I've picked a story from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's scary stories to tell in the dark. That also doesn't really know what it is. This is oh, a story great. I completely forgot about and maybe we'll see why. Okay, great. The story is the attic. Oh, A man named Rupert lived with his dog in a house deep in the woods. Rupert was a hunter and a trapper. The dog was a big German shepherd named Sam. 
Rupert had raised Sam from a pup. Almost every morning, Rupert went hunting, and Sam stayed behind and guarded the house. One morning, as Rupert was checking his traps, he got the feeling that something was wrong at home. He hurried back as fast as he could, but when he got there, he found that Sam was missing. He searched the house in the woods nearby, but Sam was nowhere to be seen. He called and he called, but the dog did not answer. For days, Rupert looked for Sam, but he could not find no trace of him. Oh, but he could find no trace of him, I he added. could not, not find no, not Sam, no. <laughs> Finally, he gave up and went back to his work. But one morning, he heard something moving in the attic. He picked up his gun. Then he thought, I'd better be quiet about this. So he took off his boots, and in his bare feet, he began to climb the attic stairs. He slowly took one step, then another, then another, until at last he reached the attic door. He stood outside listening, but he didn't hear a thing. Then he opened the door and, and this wants me to scream in all caps, but I'm just going to say, ah, then parentheses at the bottom. At this point, the storyteller stops as if he has finished. Then usually somebody will ask, why did Rupert scream? The storyteller replies, you'd scream too if you stepped on a nail in your bare feet. You know what? No, I, this pisses me off. I know this one. I have I'm to say, I, I'd like to speak to the manager. I ma'am. The manager. I have been shopping at this story for <laughs> 12 years. I have a store charge card <laughs> and I've been a very loyal customer and I, I'm not happy and I'd like to speak to someone who can make it right. <laughs> This one, this has a lot of problems, and let's go through them. First of all, twist that a fur trapper's name is Rupert. Can we just say it? Insane. Rupert, you're in grad school. You're not trapping. Yeah, Rupert whittles antique doll heads. Let's, don't get it yet. <laughs> the only thing you're trapping is more student loans. <laughs> then, big German shepherd named Sam. We're giving the dog a name. So, naturally, we are all, as listeners, attaching emotional connection to this animal, right? And also, it does the same thing that uh, they did in the Addie Fitch um, Such Things Happen story, uh-huh. where they say raised from a pup. Yes. Addie Fitch's cat was, her her landlord was killed. Um, she said, I raised that cat from a kitten. Right. It just, it it gives you stakes. It gives you investment in the in the animal. Um, this, okay. Clearly, we're tapping into some uh, Taily Poe elements uh, which is not in the scary stories told in the dark series, but maybe one day we will cover it. Um, Wait, could you could you give a? Oh, sorry, we can, keep, we can breeze past Taily Poe, but oh no, just a no, brief description. Happy to. So Taily Poe is a hunter who lives along the Appalachian Trail. Uh, he has three dogs named You Know, I Know, and Comptico Calico, and um, a strange <laughs> critter gets into his cabin one night. He shoots it. The it, he just shoots its tail off. The dogs go chase the thing into the woods. They can't find it. He eats the tail. Then every night the creature comes back and says like, Taily po, Taily po, give me back my Taily po. But we are eliminating the creepy thing from this story, which is we don't know what kind of sound is happening in the attic. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a weasel ball. Like we have no idea what this is. Um, I don't know. And so because we have no specific, it makes it. I mean, I guess if you're like an old, old, old person sitting by a fire telling great-grandchildren this story, maybe it has some added allure. But 
But in contrast to the other stories here, this is a mad lib of a scary story, I think. It is. It really is. It does feel sort of like, and I love kids' stories, but mm-hmm. it does feel like it was written by a child because <laughs> it, there's no payoff. Um, it, it sort of does end with a pizza party. It does, um, yeah. Which famously, if kids are, are making up a story, it's got to end with a pizza party. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> that's sort of the Shakespearean three weddings and a jig of children. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, I want to know where the dog is. I'm sorry. I'm nervous. I know. I, I, like, I think what this is implying is that probably the dog is fine because it's a joke, scary story. Um, but yeah, the dog's in the attic, but it's been like, what, a week and a half or how yeah, long? Yeah. I mean, we're, I'm giving it at least a 10 days. Yeah. Because <sighs> he had to spend some time looking for the dog. He gave up looking for the dog. Yeah. I want it to be like, um, I don't know. What's a fix for this in which the dog is okay. Um, I guess, uh, Rupert has lost his mind and the dog is <laughs> next to him the whole time i don't know but even that's not good or the yeah, dog the I, neighbor the neighbor is june squib and she's like sorry i i struck up a friendship with your your animal and i've been feeding him oh the other version which is like it's not really and this is more of like a laura laura ingles wilder ending but it's that um sam was a girl and gave birth to puppies up in the attic oh you know wait that's really nice did you just make that up I just that just popped into head. I was a big I Little House on the Prairie fan. It fe- it feels right. It feels really right. Yeah. I mean, I am gonna judge that the dog isn't fixed, but that's, <laughs> that's you know because I'm the same person who uh, would ask to speak to a manager. I guess back then, I mean, how did pi- I guess pioneers just didn't you? It's I imagine it'd be easier to fix a like a male dog than spay a female dog. If you're a pioneer. Yeah, if you're a pioneer, you just shoot them off. (laughs) But the issue is that a dog, a female dog in heat will attract whatever like nearby intact male dog, which is why it's better. Like, I think more people will spay their dog because that's true. And also you get stuck with the puppies and people just love when their dogs have balls. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, I don't like knowing that a dog's balls are sitting around my house. I don't know. That feels strange to me. <laughs> oh my God. That's really nice. <laughs> um, okay. I guess the other issue that I have with this is I, I think the scream is fun, right? But this is assuming a lot because I, I'm imagining the many different forms that people the many different forms of reply that people would have if you just scream apropos of nothing in a scary story. And, yes. and I, I don't know. I don't think the first, I don't think the first question would be like, what happened to Rupert? I think it would be like, and then what, what's going on? You know, like it, the way it, the, the response it's giving you is geared entirely towards a very specific phrasing of a question. Yeah. I, uh... It really is. It like it puts a lot of onus on people. It's like sales tactics where yeah. it's like Well, you say it this way and then they'll say this. And it's like don't just like say what you mean, you know. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Man, um I, it's so I had no memory of this story. I do remember the stepped on a nail in your bare feet. And again, I'd have the same reaction that we've talked about before where like 
I was reading these stories alone as a child and then it would say, grab your friend. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I don't got that right now. <laughs> I have a book. You you expect me to socialize and read? Oh, and Lady Bird is tearing around the room. Lady Bird. <laughs> <laughs> you posted a very is. funny picture of her recently. Where she Did was I? Making, she was making some very bizarre face that I'd never seen her make before. She's been making a lot of new faces, and I don't know if it's that she's cuter or her teeth are falling out or something. <laughs> um, well, who are we casting for Rupert? Man, uh, it, Michael Shannon definitely came to mind. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan um, Gleeson, yeah. A big twist I'm. I was thinking Cola Scola might be very fun. <laughs> yes, I love that. They definitely have the range. We buy that Cola's a fur trapper and is named Rupert. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, Top I, I to think bottom. Yeah. Otherwise, we're kind of struggling with like, well, who is this person? It, no, it all makes sense. I I buy that Cole would walk around the house in bare feet. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, if that, that, does, that sounded like a loaded thing, but it, it's sort of like a neutral statement. Was was the Dresden household of shoes off household or shoes on? It was shoes off, but not like it wasn't like you have to take your shoes off in the house. It was right. just like you did. Yeah. Um, and like that's why it's weird to me when like Jason or whoever did not <laughs> like it doesn't take his shoes off in the house. Yeah. Like, it, I just find it to be deeply shocking. What about you? The farmers, I, I think we all just pretended we didn't have bodies. So anything, like, it was, we asked you to put on a second pair of shoes. I mean, it was like, you know. You were shoes on. Yeah. Okay, for Sam, the dog. The dog. Oh, I I pictured Harmony, who's um Nicole Conlon's dog. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, but, like, a person playing the dog, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or who yeah, are you Har- thinking? I think Harmony is a great choice because Harmony to me, I always think of Harmony as being like a Sigourney Weaver, like a very um, wow. sort of serious, sort of serious ethereal dog, but also is like not afraid to speak her mind. I love that. I think that's yeah. really good casting. Um, I also pictured I, Catherine Hahn. Oh, well. It's good in everything. We just uh, this has been going around on Twitter a lot now. Where like people are like, give Catherine Hahn more lead roles, and then the response has been like, she's been the the yes. head of several <laughs> things before and is a very established actor. <laughs> but I do agree. That's I mean, great. I do want to see her in more. Yes, I, I'm never upset to see her in more. Oh no, um, and then I, I mean, there is no. But I guess like, what musical artist would we say is the strange noise in the attic? Oh my God. Is it Grimes? Oh, Grimes. That's fun. That would be a, for a fur trader in the, for a fur trapper in the middle of nowhere to hear Grimes in your attic in the middle of the night or the morning. Oh, it's the morning. That's weird. It's the morning. Oh, a daytime whore. Daytime, daytime whore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That is another big twist here. It's in the mo- a scary morning. Now I'm all out of whack. Uh, it's a gag, you know. It's a gag. Um, so yeah, everybody, we're we're 
as we've mentioned before, we still have some big hitters left in the scary stories to tell in the dark tome, but now we're starting to get some, um, maybe some, I don't want to say like second and third tier, which I've said in the past, that's not true, but we're beginning to see some like that we understand why we don't remember them as well because they are not as uh, specific or evocative as some of the other stories. Yeah, some randos um, are coming up. (laughs) Some randos are coming up. Anna, um, we also got an email that uh, I would like to share if possible. Yeah. Um, And this is from our friend Sarah Bradshaw, who we knew from college. Oh, yeah. Tim Manley's cousin. Exactly. Uh, hi, Anna and Andrew. I am way behind on scary stories episodes because I usually listen to them when, when taking pandemic walks during my lunch breaks, they make me think less about the fact that I am walking the same streets day in and day out forever. And also make me look like a crazy person laughing to myself as I listen to your podcast. (laughs) So I only just listened to the January 25th episode where Anna wishes she had call sheets from haunting of Hill house or something production related from the show. So it would be less scary. I totally feel the same way since I am only on episode eight of the show and I'm a complete wimp. While I hope someone else has sent you legit production material since the podcast episode aired, they haven't. I can only send these attached adorable photos from BuzzFeed of the kid who played little Luke on the show, posing with some of the smiling and cheery (laughs) ghost actors on the set. I usually cannot handle anything scary, (laughs) but so far I haven't had any Hill House nightmares. So maybe it is from knowing that these super cute photos are out there in the world. Hope it helps. All the best, Sarah. I'm going to send you the pictures. Sarah, I'm like okay, okay. I was when I heard it, I was like, "Little Luke, which one was he?" It's the boy with the the big glasses, the He's most adorable so child cute, actor who has a genuine front tooth missing, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> and he's posing with a woman who is absolutely rotted in the face. They're like at she's eating the crew lunch. He definitely got catered. Like, like. <laughs> and it's so sweet. She's wearing like a pink dress that's covered in rot. And like, he, it, he looks thrilled to pieces. He looks like he's with Mickey Mouse. And this I believe, is... if I'm not mistaken, this is the woman who sits in the bed and says, she's a liar. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. Not yeah. This is just away. a picture of, of me and Chris on our wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so much like Chris. I'm a rotten and old woman. And <laughs> I'm the facility pasta on her plate. Oh um, my god, yeah. Oh, this is dude, so... They're eating in the full ghoul makeup. I can't get over this. Wait, Fusilli Pasta and rice? What is happening I'm here? Sure. I didn't want to call her out because I know some people double carb and it's none of my business, but... And wow. then it's him with a man who's like burnt so all over his body. I don't yes. know what this ghoul is from, but... I think it, this it, is the like... man... I think this is the man in... Have you seen the first season, Anna? Yes, you have. Yes. Um, yes. This is when the little kid goes – when that character <gasps> goes into the basement, I think this is the oh, terrifying man in the wall who's crawling towards him. God, yes. Yeah, and his foot, the one side is charred yes. up. And there's yeah. crutches in the background, which I imagine he used to get around. Yes, this and is he's wild. just a sweet little boy in his like blue – pajamas i can't get over this so hard to find and he (laughs) is smiling like it truly he's with goofy and it's really sweet too i worry we've talked about this i worry about kids on film sets in general but also like scary movies i'm like i guess without the score things are just less scary without like music and and sound effects but like 
it's nice that he was hanging around with these scary people. This kid's had a big couple years because he's has his star turn in uh, WandaVision as well. He does? Yeah, he's in WandaVision. Oh. I won't spoil who he is, but he is in okay, it. Okay, cool. Um, I've, I've seen kids, but I haven't seen that. And yet. he also was in that movie called Greener Grass with um, oh, sure. um with Beck Bennett. And yeah, yeah. It was like a very funny yeah. movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love Greener Grass so much. I said sure because I was like, I'll remember it by the time I'm done saying sure. Yes. I didn't, yeah. But now I got it. It's like such a oh. fun, surreal comedy. Um, Highly recommend that. I want to look up who. As his uh, name is Julian Hilliard. Julian. Wow. Um, yeah, I, that, when a kid, I will say Anna and I are famously against ch- children in film and television, but children just in general, <laughs> but I don't know when you have legitimately those, those amazing glasses and that missing tooth, I get why, like you've got to, you, you have to share with the world. Oh yes. Um, oh yeah. Greener grass is Jocelyn DeBoer and Don Luby. Um, yes. Oh, super funny. Best. Uh, so Sarah, thank you so much for sending this. This actually really did help tremendously with um, a lot of my fears concerning the the ghosts from Haunting of Hill House, for sure. Oh, big time. This it made me feel better. Oh my god, Sarah, <laughs> thank you so much for this. What a treat. Really... And and uh and yeah, we're we're glad we can provide some background music to the long aimless walks that all of us go on these days. Of course. Oh my God. I want to print out these pictures and put them up somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where. I'm so, yeah, I, I will, we'll share them on the Insta because they are so, so funny and it's good. really cute. Are these from this kid's Instagram? Oh, I should check that. I, I think they're, these are sourced from Buzzfeed, but, um, oh, but I'm sure it. maybe they got them from Instagram. So maybe we could. It's they're squares. So I. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's very possible. Oh my god! Um, I do want to follow his Instagram because I, I know. know. That Although then it's like, I, that is true. That's true. I'm always whenever you like. I don't know that my nieces or nephews have an Instagram, but as an uncle, like I'm steering clear. That's their world and not mine. You know. Let me see. I don't know anyone who follows him. If there were like four people I knew who followed him, I'd feel more comfortable. But <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, Andrew! He really is Chris Ryan. His Instagram bio is. <laughs> Junior paleontologist. Oh, God. Yeah, this might just be back in time, Chris. God, he's so cute. Oh, he is in... Okay, he looks so different without the um, glasses. The glasses. I don't know whether he went went on to contacts. You know, know. kids with contacts, I'm like, I don't trust myself with contacts. How am I going to trust a kid? I know. Oh, my God. I don't know. But I really... He he's in like a Zoe Deschanel situation where uh-huh. you need the glasses to look like yourself. Right, 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 right. Yeah, oh that is that hard. Is so and then like pictures of Zoe Deschanel without glasses and without bangs, it's like uh, that could be virtually anyone to me. It could be us. It, it could be I. me. Is that me? Um, Anna, did anything spooky happen to you this week? <sighs> what spooky happened to me this week? Oh God. <laughs> like, okay. So I, I don't know. I think it's boring. People talk about, I don't know, their TV jobs on podcasts, but I, <laughs> we just had a five week run of Oof. the show that I work on, which is longer um, than normal. And it just, it's, everyone's brains falling apart. And 
um, I had a bunch of things last night that was like production heavy where it was just like getting in touch with a lot of different people and like keeping a mental list of people I needed to talk to about different things. And as I woke up from a dream this morning, I started saying out loud to Jason, can you show Mikey? (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) Um, not a good sign. I, I got to go to the rest home, I think, and make art. <laughs> but um, that's my brain doesn't know that it's over. Wow! Which I will uh, frequently that... on Sundays have have things where I'm like waking up, being like, "Okay, cool. So we did that. So now we know what we need to do." And it's like, "No, no, no. The show's over." Oh wow! Yeah, that, that happens. Scary. I think I think that's a really common thing when you've had a. Um, like a, a long stressful work time and it's like your brain is still in that mode. Um, yeah. yeah also, it doesn't know. also as we've talked about a lot, like I think kind of universally um, people are having stranger dreams, you know, because there's zero stimuli, mm-hmm. um, which comes up a lot. Uh, but yeah, I hope maybe now with some rest, maybe you'll get back to like um, non-work related dreams, but ones that aren't traumatic too, you know? Oh, I'm down for anything. Um, yeah, I haven't had like nightmare nightmares in a while, which is kind of nice. Just like things that are signs of my brain slowly, um, turning into a liquid and falling out of my nose. (laughs) Andrew, did anything scary happen to you this week? This has been a very spooky week. Um, so first, like a spooky cute thing is that, uh, speaking of Taylor Pope, my brother, my brother Pete sent me, um, a video of our niece who is obsessed with the story Taylor Pope. And she uh, can't yet read, but she is reading along with the book and, like, remembering what each part is, which is very, very cute. But the thing is, she is telling it to him as though this is something that happened to her friend. She's like – like, it's in it's in a tone that's like, his three dogs are gone and he can't find him. And the, he keeps calling for them and they're not coming back, but <laughs> – the creature's there again, and the creature's asking for the tail back. It's it's very, very yeah. cute, very sweet. It's like, well, you know, they're obviously not married anymore, but <laughs> no. they're together. You know, like, they're with the kids, and, like, they sleep in the same bed because they only have a two-bedroom. Yeah, so he, it's like, is if is that a marriage or not? He proposed to her at someone else's wedding. Like, that. Like that's it, it just very like, much. That kind of thing. Like, I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying there are, like, things of that nature <laughs> um Hi, Ladybird. and so that's so that's the cute spooky thing um Hi. a real spooky thing that's happening is um i keep hearing chris's voice when he hasn't said anything oh this has now happened God, no. multiple times of me being like one of them was one of them was not just like there's the occasional where i'm like what and he's like i didn't say anything but then one time i asked him <laughs> i called and said um do you want like there's this like burger restaurant that we like and so we're like do you want uh like burgers tonight and i heard him say yes and i said you want your same order as usual and i heard him say uh-huh and then i ordered and then the food came and he was like what and i know that he didn't just forget it really is very unsettling to me oh my god that's so crazy i'm wondering if my neighbor is messing with me <laughs> You do have a new neighbor. I do have a new neighbor who likes to sing a lot. We have not yet met, uh, but they seem you don't, very- Andrew, you don't know that he likes to sing. All you know is that he does it so much. That's true. Maybe that is he true. hates it. Wow. I think about that. 
Um, did I ever tell you about when Chris and I first moved in here and our old neighbor, who's a really nice guy, um, and, (laughs) and who is British and like a handsome looking person, um, Chris met him for the first time and our friend Emily Schmidt was over. This was years ago when we first moved here and, and our neighbor was like, Oh, I, um, I was friends with the people who used to live in your apartment, and I have a copy of your key. So uh, let me let me get it for you. And Chris said, "Oh no, that's okay. Like, hold, you can hold on to it." Just because he was in a haze of meeting an attractive person with a British accent, <laughs> and then and then Chris came back in and was like, "Was that strange of me to do?" And then Emily said, "You gave your key to a stranger." <laughs> <laughs> Deeply, Emily. Very much, Emily. Oh my um, God, that's so funny. Yeah, Chris, you're wrong. <laughs> if you have a British accent, just know Chris will give you the keys to his home, to be clear. <laughs> and this is pre-pandemic. I feel like there's going to be a lot more people giving their keys to British people um, post-pandemic. I know. In fact, I think Americans are more trustworthy of British people. But if you watch a couple British true crime movies, you'll realize we're all of the same cloth, you know? Their police don't even have guns. um well anna thank you for letting me read um this not so classic but still worth revisiting story andrew it's always a pleasure to hear you read these stories that are crazy and uh everybody else get get out out. forever dog this has been a forever dog production scary stories to tell on the pod is executive produced by brett boehm Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.